Hello and welcome to another episode of the Geekery Radio Hour. I'm Doug and Kalen's not here. What we're doing this week is we're reissuing a special episode that we just recorded in conjunction with my other podcast, It's Time to Watch the Muppets, where Kalen and I sit down with my Muppet co-host Megan and talk all about the Muppets Haunted Mansion. We also have some exciting news that I wanted to let you guys know about this week. If you are listening to this the day it comes out, on Saturday, November 6th, we will be at the Bellworks in Homedale for Super Jersey Comic Expo. Be sure to drop by and say hello. We'll be there with all sorts of comics and Funko Pops and all great sorts of goodies at a brand new comic show that just is starting the Super Jersey Comic Expo. We will be there all day from 10 to about 6 o'clock, and we'll have all sorts of fun stuff, and Kalen's actually going to be with me. So after that, we will then record a new episode about that experience, and we'll release that next week. We'll get back on schedule. Until then, here's Muppet Haunted Mansion. It's time to watch the Muppets Haunted Mansion! We're doing a crossover episode <laughs> with the Geekery Radio Hour. Are we you not allowed to promote it, it together? Hmm? No, we can promote oh, it together. Oh, I think this is a crossover with the Geekery Radio Hour, though. Ooh. The Geekery Witching Hour. Because this is... Uh, okay. The Geekery. The Geekery. <laughs> now, do you... Do, oh, you're going to do a witch voice instead uh, of just, do you like, have a Do you have an impersonation of the Crypt Keeper or no? Mm-mm. No. Do you? <laughs> That's a yes. Yeah, I never found him frightening. I only found him annoying. No, he's supposed but, to be campy. Yeah, he's supposed to be annoying. Yeah, okay. I would say. Fully. But that show... Well, then it, then it hit its mark. But did you ever find the Tales from the Crypt creepy? No. I was thinking I about Tales from the Crypt the other day. No one talks about Tales from the Crypt like, oh, that episode... I, I have an episode. You do? Yes. Okay, Ew. best episode of Tales from the Crypt. My favorite. Stuck with me my whole life. Woman kills husband... Mm-hmm. They made soap together, and he was like a scientist of some sort. And soap scientist, classic. I don't know, but anyway, he said that like you can't make certain things out of humans because acid will do something. I don't remember, but at, the whole episode is she kills her husband, uh-huh. rolls him up in a carpet, throws him into a soap vat, then makes soap with him. Takes a shower because you know it's like always a little sexual. The Crypt Keeper, sure. yeah, oh, HBO, HBO. Right. Okay. and HBO is bo- is boobies. Mm-hmm. Like nineties HBO 90s is just HBO like HBO boobies. So turns him into soap, and then I remember her being in the shower with the soap and going, you said you always wanted to take a shower with me. And it's like washing Ugh. with the soap made of him, but I guess there was so much acid, because it's made out of humans, uh-huh. that her skin just melts away. And then at the end, you know, the okay. Crypt Keeper is like, hee even got the, the I, emotions going, <laughs> too. <laughs> I love Muppet's Scotland. Muppet's Haunted Mansion is a 2001, 2021 American... <laughs> Dyslexic much? It's not easy when I don't have my own microphone to defend myself. 
An American puppet comedy Halloween special based on Disney properties, The Muppets, and The Haunted Mansion. It was Disney released properties? on October. Disney properties. Were yeah. they a motorcycle gang and this is their woman? Disney yeah. owns They're Muppets everything. and they own The Haunted Mansion. <laughs> it was released on October 8th, 2021 via Disney+. Plus. It is The Muppets' first Halloween special. The plot stars Gonzo and Pepe as they face the challenge to stay in a haunted house for one night. Okay. That was a great job, Doug. I know you hate, like, reading blurbs and shit, but you did a good job. I bet you Doug in elementary school when they were like, does anybody want to read out loud? Doug was like, me! No. 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 He was the exact opposite. So you know when they would do that, you'd have to read out loud. And and you're like, what paragraph is mine? Yes, I'm reading just my paragraph. I'm no longer retaining anything that's going on. I'm studying my paragraph. And then the person before you goes over. And they're like, oh, I'm And you're like, I did not prepare. Yeah, I didn't study I did not prepare. I actually liked reading class i didn't mind it lisa tells me that she would raise her hand to read out loud in class she'd be like oh i'll, I'll just read out loud i'll read the whole story do you do want me that. to read the chapter i'll just read it should we get into so it so i'm yeah. gonna do this Let's the way that guys. we usually do you it but this is tougher now because we're using like a different method usually the muppet wikia is a great way for us to break down the episode so i guess okay. we're gonna try to go paragraph for paragraph why read it why not just re re go through it in our minds mm-hmm. go no? through it in our minds so we, can we try it. We, we all start talking about home improvement. Megan, <laughs> we open up. <laughs> Megan is dying to talk about the home improvement Halloween special. We open up on a limousine going oh, down yeah. a spooky road, and Gonzo pops out of the sunroof mm-hmm. or a moonroof. What's it, the difference between a sunroof and a moonroof? Does it make a difference? I always thought a sunroof opened, mm-hmm. and a moonroof was just glass. Oh, I don't know why. I thought that. That's wrong, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's the difference? There is no difference. It's it's one of those things where it, you call something one thing and another. It's like, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, like, I like also a, used to like, think route meant north and route meant south. No. That is hysterical. Uh, <laughs> I love no that. Like, if you were like, oh, I was on Route 9, that meant you were that going mirrored, south. That's amazing. That's like, yeah. that's like I a love micro that. expression mm-hmm. via conversation a friend of mine her aunt used to tell her that if there um if there was white around the edging of a stop sign that means it was optional to stop what there's white around all the stop signs oh my god <laughs> she thought that until she drove and i was like no Jesus. it's not optional no you when, stop at all of them when you were learning to drive mm-hmm. Did the person who taught you how to drive, like, you know how there's, like, a yellow yield? Which you never see in New Jersey, a yellow Um, yield. Nobody taught me how to drive. Oh, okay. They were like, here, get in this car. And I was like, okay. You didn't have to take driving lessons? No. My mom was supposed to purchase them as a Christmas gift, and then she didn't. So I didn't get my license until I was 17 and a half. (laughs) Okay, so we're in a limousine. (laughs) Instead of attending the Muppets' annual Halloween party, Gonzo and Pepe are on their way... To a fear challenge event in the same haunted mansion where Gonzo's favorite magician, the Great MacGuffin, disappeared 100 years ago. Upon being dropped off by their hearse driver, Yvette Nicole Brown, Gonzo and Pepe meet the caretaker, Darren Chris, along with several ghosts and singing busts. See, wait, can we break this down for a second? Because you said hearse, and then you said, oh, it was a hearse, but I specifically remember them saying... Limo. But it was, I think they thought it was a limo, but it was a but hearse. But it was actually a hearse with a, a moon slash sunroof. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's like, why is there a moonroof and a hearse? Secondly, 
Shoot. Is there a sh- are there shows like Fear Factor? Is that a show still? No. But you know that there's a drag show called Dragula, and they're it, it's a reality drag show, and one of the reality competitions they based the show off of was Fear Factor. Really? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Who was the old host of Joe Rogan? Yeah, I yeah. thought so. Joe Rogan was the host of yeah. Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. This is like, okay, this is my fear factor. Joe Rogan. Donald Trump 2020, 2024 versus Jesse the Body Ventura 2024. (laughs) That is fear factor. Donald Trump's running mate, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Everybody's full of ivermectin. (laughs) By the way, Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's. (laughs) Donald Trump's. (laughs) Donald Donald Trump is Joe Rogan. (laughs) Megan told us before the podcast that she had four tequilas and she was not feeling it. I'm not, but I'm still staring. I <laughs> So the ghosts in this are Ed Asner, uh, Jeannie, Jeannie Mai. Let's see who this is. Was she the in a graveyard? Center makeup artist from The Real. Okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, she has a Metz, good agent. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Ribeiro. Now these Who are, I did not re- realize was him until the very end. Same. I think they just panned over it too quick. Everybody kind of got panned over really quick. Like, really these were quickly. hardly cameos. Mm-hmm. They were like... Like, I was looking at people to see who they were, and especially when they did just the, um, the bust. bust ones. The I didn't even bust, notice it was... The only bust that I did recognize was... Pat um, Sajak. Pat Sajak. The other busts were Sky Jackson... Okay. Uh, a YouTuber of some sort. She's I think she's yeah, she's Disney Channel. Okay, Jeff Keeley was one of the the was one of the busts. Do you know who Jeff Keeley? I is? don't. Jeff Keeley is like a gaming guy mm. from like G4 TV. When I used to work at GameStop, they would play these Jeff Keeley videos all the time. Wait, is he? Who that, is that for? Is he that one guy that there was a video where he like walked into a GameStop and he's like, guys, I'm here, and nobody cared. It couldn't be. Yeah, it, it was actually really be. funny. Justina Milagros Machado. Oh, she was from the One Day at a Time reboot. She was okay. in Jane the Virgin. She was in Six Feet Under, apparently. I don't remember her on Six Feet Under. I'm trying Craig to... Robinson, and then, of course, Pat Sajak, front and center. Yeah. Very obviously for Pat Sajak for some reason. Yeah. Does Pat Sajak have survivor's guilt? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, in the relation to Astrobat. No, he doesn't. There's no world where Pat Sajak... Pat Sajak is, <clears throat> has the energy of, like, uh, there can only be one. He's a motherfucker. Oh, this sorry. is a flat Wheel of Fortune he will is. never be as good as Jeopardy. Never. Just saying. Never. I specifically turn it off after... Yeah. Like, I can't Same. watch it. And no, you know so somebody's dumb. the worst, like... Not to say this on the podcast, but my aunt is the kind of person who's like, don't like Jeopardy, but I love Wheel of Fortune. I'm like, red flag, bro. Yeah. If you weren't my aunt. Why are we talking about this as a society? If you weren't my aunt. (laughs) (laughs) That is horrible. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did you see that it was actually Alex Trebek's wishes to have Ken Jennings host? I'm not surprised. And now there's like a whole thing because now they have it. Like, uh, my... My um, Blossom. Always Blossom. Bialy. Thank you. No, it's not that. That's not right. That's right. Yeah, it's Bialik. They're splitting it. And the splitting it is weird. No. I like her as a host, though. 
We watched. I've only seen Ken like Jennings, an episode with her. Ken Jennings too. has the personality of a wet fucking napkin. No, see, when Ken funny. Jennings gives the answer and he says, "Actually, blah blah blah," and then he gives like a little blurb, I believe that that is his brain giving that answer and not a cue card. Okay. Alex Trebek always had the energy. I'm the Alex smartest Trebek. man because I have the the answers in my hands. But okay. always the best dressed man on TV. That's you my mom's the time. You think yes. he had them in his hands and not like an earpiece? He did have them in his hands. Oh, I for did. A lot of, I didn't time. notice that. Oh no! I'm sorry. The answer is Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. We, as usual, have gone way off the point. That's what the Muppet Show is. <laughs> this is this podcast. So the ghosts are Ed Asner, Janie Mai, Chrissy Metz, Alfonso Romero, Danny Trejo, and Sashir Zameda. So Ed Asner is everybody loves Raymond Dad. Nope. Grandpa. Nope. No, that's Peter Boyle. But we didn't. Peter even... Boyle and Peter Boyle has been dead. As yeah. Ed Asner is recently dead. Which one's Ed Asner again? Where was Ed he from? Asner is Lou Grant from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh, thank you. He died on August 29th, 2000. I'm more of a Rhoda, but... So he filmed this before... Um, I don't uh, understand the question. No, Kaylin, you filmed after. He played a ghost. He so. was one of the ghosts, Kaylin. I, I don't it was obviously after. I hate you so much. I didn't know he died, so I'm just like... No, it was after he died. Again. But I just said he just died on August 29th, and you said, so we filmed this before. Oh my god, I hate both of you. No, you're right, though. I'm sorry. Yes, Caitlin, Ed Asner filmed this before passing in August of 2021. Go on. I'm just gonna sit over here. Oh my god. You know who filmed this, though, after they died, is Wayne and Wanda. Wayne and Wanda definitely, yeah. They truly are dearly departed. Rest I'm in peace. I'm fully gagged about Wayne and Wanda. Oh, sorry. I'm fully gagged. Okay, so... <laughs> their ghost host, Will Arnett, tells Gonzo that he has, begun, he has been summoned to the mansion to see if he can survive one night. If he cannot, he and Pepe will be trapped there forever while Gonzo claims that he fears nothing. Pepe is easily scared by everything. He sees in the mansion. After meeting Madame Pigoda, Gonzo and Pepe come across a come across a room full of several ghosts resembling Muppet friends. Pigoda. The host soon appears and informs Gonzo that in order to survive the mansion, he must face the fears in room nine nine nine. I'm sorry. I just have to say, I wish when I went to the mall there was a piercing pigoda <laughs> with a big pig head. <laughs> a series of the other like scattered pigs from the Muppet Show. <laughs> That will pierce your nose, pierce your ears. Oh my god, continue. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll continue. What I loved about this is that Gonzo really is fearless. Uh-huh. And later we learn what he actually is scared of, but I felt, I actually felt as the watcher totally safe walking through the Haunted Mansion because I knew Gonzo would be okay. Mm-hmm. Had you ever ridden the Haunted Mansion, Kaylin? Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of like these bits from the ride? Just the first room that and they're in with the paintings. Did you ever see the Eddie Murphy movie? No. Because I wonder how, like, as far as, like, the beats go of that movie, I also, is this, like, usually Muppets parody something, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. are they parodying that movie? Is that movie Maybe. that iconic that it, like, justifies? I don't think so. I mean, I've never seen it. You've never seen it. Has yeah. anyone seen it in this room? I so think I was the wrong no age. Idea. That came out probably while we were, like, later in high school. That, I think, was after high school. I also do not, do not enjoy Eddie Murphy. 
I was just going to mention Eddie Murphy, especially with all the Chappelle stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Eddie Murphy Raw was released on Netflix? Mm-hmm. And then he was the donkey in Shrek. Shrek would never be popular. But, like, okay, so Eddie Murphy, his bits from the 80s, are homophobic or anti-woman. But Dave Chappelle, I haven't watched the special, but what I've seen of clips are dissective in being anti-LGBT or anti-trans. They seem like he gives, he's homophobic, and then here's why. He he justifies his feelings. I I mean, as a dyke, he literally calls this guy, he goes, (laughs) he says, um, shit, what does he say? He goes, this lesbian fellow, and then he called somebody a dyke. And I honestly was not offended by it. Uh It was fully funny. Mm -hmm. It was used in a, like, in a manner where I honestly didn't feel offended whatsoever. When I have to tell you, the first time I saw Eddie Murphy Raw, and he is like, oh, this F word, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. I was, like, mortified. I was like, what? Yeah. And, yes, Dave Chappelle, from what I got out of it, is trying to have a conversation and understand things in the way that he understands things. And I almost think, like, this is a really great way to have or bring up a bigger conversation in the mainstream. It's like somebody has to be the straight man and the funny man. Somebody has to be, um, somebody has to be the person to kind of shake things up as the antagonist mm-hmm. for change to happen and things to move forward. And I sort is of that think, I sort of think it is. Yes. I think he's uh-huh. like, Hey, let's talk about these things. I have this experience I have this trans friend. Mm. I have this experience as a black person. Let's talk about all these things. Either? No, I, I didn't. But a coworker of mine was trying to say the same thing. Do you know who the trans friend is? No. It's fucking Caitlyn Jenner. No, it's not. Oh, I thought... I no. saw him talk about no. Caitlyn Jenner. It's not Caitlyn Jenner. It's his friend Daphne, who's oh. a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And he juxtaposes the story about Daphne to a story about... Well, he tells a story about uh, a slave who was freed and became a rich man and then had gotten himself some slaves. Mm -hmm. And how Daphne took um, sort of like an atypical stance on Dave Chappelle in the trans community and stuck up for him Mm -hmm. and how she was fully bullied by the trans community and ended up killing herself as many trans people kill themselves Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of bullying and and just like meanness in society. That's essentially what my coker was trying to say, that it's not necessarily about being transphobic. It's more so about how toxic cancel culture is. It's very toxic, but... Also, it's like, how are people who are not in on this progressive side or just your everyday folk, like somebody like my brother or somebody Mm -hmm. like people Mm -hmm. we know from high school who are not, who probably don't have any trans friends or know Mm -hmm. any trans people, maybe have like one gay person in their life because everybody has a gay person in their life fully. Like, and, and it's... And and what I think the side that I feel like I'm on where, you know, I'm in the gay community is not seeing is that it's not necessarily for them. But Dave Chappelle is actually doing a community a favor by bringing these topics up to this other 
I guess, bit of society and having them think about these things and having a conversation about it. If you Mm -hmm. don't have a conversation, it's like you're progressing, but actually by progressing on one side and leaving everybody else behind, it creates a Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. It creates something that is so polarized. And we're lucky in a way to have people who are willing to be brave enough to say, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. And we live in a country where you're actually allowed to be that way. Yeah. And it's in academia, this is like smiled upon where it's like bring up your points in academia. Mm-hmm. But in the rest of the world, it's not. Yeah. And I think that he has an opinion. He has an artistic way of sharing his opinion. And let's all talk about it now. Mm-hmm. And now people on the other side are like, okay. Dave Chappelle has somehow, yeah, he's by making fun of or poking fun of, not making fun, but like kind of like making fun with and making fun of certain topics, he mm-hmm. makes it more legible for a community, a group, a population to see us into a side and make it more palatable, make it more understandable, and make it a topic that they could actually now talk about that they felt like they probably couldn't talk about before. Mm. So I think there's a lot of negative backlash to it, but overall I think that it's going to expand people's minds as a whole, which is why I'm for it. Mm. So that's our thoughts on Dave Chappelle. And I just want to let you know that I scared myself in the window because I thought it was a ghost, but it's actually just my reflection. It's the haunted mansion. It's got you. I I don't believe that he did this out of malice. I actually think that he is raising questions in a really smart way for both sides, Mm -hmm. for the LGBT community and for, you know, the general population essentially and he is raising questions and he is starting a conversation between two sides in a way that i think hasn't happened yet in uh in a truly successful way besides mainstream gays being like we want to get married and have babies and this should be allowed but Mm -hmm. when you go in when you live in the gay community that's only a 20% of the community wants even that. Mm-hmm. And that also is, quote unquote, like a heteronormative lifestyle. So that's mm-hmm. gay people saying, we just want the same things you have. Not like, this is how we live. This is our way of life. And it's actually kind of different. It's like equality way of life. versus just acceptance. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Of just like, I just want to be left alone to do what I want to do versus I want to do what you do. Right, like... Exactly, and I think another thing that he raises in his stand-up, which is good to think about for people, is is the racial issue, mm-hmm. and he brings up a lot about race, and, and he says, I'm not, I don't hate the gay community and the LGBT movement, I'm actually jealous of it, mm-hmm. because you guys are so successful, and the black movement, ha- like, has struggled, and mm-hmm. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. And I think a lot of the reasons why the gay movement and there's there's a lot of white, but there's a lot of powerful, Uh rich white people. As Gonzo has led to the room. (laughs) (laughs) As Gonzo has led to the room, Pepe meets and becomes entranced by the ghost Constance Hatchaway, who plans to marry and then kill him as he meets the ghosts of her past husbands. I really like some of the past husbands. I hate Walter. Do you even know who Walter is? 
Walter was the main Muppet in the Muppet movie with Jason, Jason Siegel. Yeah. He's annoying as hell. I don't remember. He was Jason Siegel's like, little brother who was a Muppet. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's terrible. He was one of the dead husbands. Yeah. I hate him. Well, good thing he was dead. I'm glad he was dead. I'm glad a lot of these Muppets were dead. Glad Scooter was dead. Glad okay. Scooter is dead. Also, we didn't mention, it's so hard to watch something like this with all these wrong voices. It's so weird. Mm. See, I think it affects you guys more than it affects me. I definitely did notice that Gonzo's voice was different, as mm. was Kermit's. Was I bothered? No. But I, was I wasn't like, bothered about Ralph's voice. There. Ralph sounded great. So now I want Fozzie's to voice I wasn't bothered by. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously it's not Oz, but it was better than Kermit's voice. Kermit's voice really was rough for me. Yeah. Like, so, it was definitely different, not what I'm... What I yeah. Would, like here in my head if I was thinking of Kermit but it didn't bother me I was like alright this is just a new Kermit why can I find Ralph and I don't even like Kermit to be honest you guys like I couldn't watch Dexter's Laboratory after that woman stopped doing Dexter's voice who was also Oblina I don't remember watching it after that either like I don't remember someone else doing his voice so okay Ralph (laughs) the dog was played by Bill Beretta but then if you scroll down here, we can see that Kermit was played by who? Kermit was played by Matt Vogel. So that's mm-hmm. very strange because in, like, classic Muppet, sh- Rolf is played by Jim Henson as well as Kermit. Yeah. And so Dr. Like, Teeth is Jim Henson. So who, mm-hmm. let's see, did a third guy do Dr. Teeth? And Dr. Teeth looks so different nowadays than in the original Muppets. He's, he's so he's much less freaky. his long arms and his turtleneck. He has a turtle back, and he has, like, long, long, long arms. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, turtle arms. And he has the, like, Mm multicolor sleeves. Yeah, the stripes. Yeah. Which probably just make them look even longer. Probably. (gasps) Did I tell either of you that I joined a group? I don't use Facebook often, but when I'm on it, I joined a group called Muppet Makers. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole entire community of people who make Muppets. Why am I just now finding out? No, but they're so good. They're so good. Muppets... To purchase? Yes. Like that? And I saw Gonzo with, like, legs and sneakers today. I wonder if he did a screenshot. I really liked Gritty's Cousins with the with the, no, with the bunny ears. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the cutest oh thing. Oh, my God. It was so, so cute. Gritty's Cousin. Mm-hmm. Gritty should actually just be a Muppet. They should, he like, ordain really him. should, though. No, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. He's a bizarro world Muppet, mm-hmm. but he's a Muppet. Yeah. But he has those googly eyes. I love him. Me too. So so much. It's so crazy to love a mascot from a city that I'm like, eh. Yes, Honestly, even if I didn't live in Philly, I'd be like, this guy fucking rules. No, seriously. He's so creepy, but he's like awesome. I don't know. I feel like Jersey, especially Central Jersey and Mm -hmm. Philly have kind of like a, mm, Mm mm-hmm. They don't mm, like each other. They don't really like, because, yeah. But like being a Devils fan and also being a fan of Gritty is like... It feels it feels wrong, but like I love Gritty. I want to. Okay, so I know you guys love them because I heard the squeals whenever they came on the screen. The ghosts that they did were so cool. Just the ghost ghosts. Yeah, because it's not like ghost ghosts. You know, it's Muppets ghosts. Mm-hmm. It's got like a weird head to it. Yeah, but and like lots of flowy. Cute. And where did they first appear, Dad? They were in the Vincent Price episode. Mm-hmm. They were haunting the backstage. I didn't know that they existed 76, before this. Seventy-six, right? Nineteen seventy-six. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were very cute. Also, 
I like that they did like that jump scare with John Stamos. Like I wasn't expecting that. No, neither was I. Very kitty, and it was actually very jarring. Yeah, to happen. Did you guys catch that? Like, we, okay, so we watched it with my girlfriend Lisa and her son Benjamin. And did you catch Lisa was like, John Stamos looks old, and then Ben was like, "You look old." Too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I did not hear that. I didn't say anything, but I was like, "Oh boy, not nice." <laughs> it was not nice. <laughs> it was not nice. So Gonzo is trapped in room nine nine nine. When the room's number sign turns upside down, it reads six six six. That, even, I thought that was kind of racy for a children's movie. Like, I would imagine all of, like, the fucking Christians coming out of the woodwork and being like, oh my god. I'm sure have you seen Hocus Pocus? When they mention virgins 50,000 times in that movie? Where even me, a liberal like, who's sex positive, is like, why are I, you mentioning this? I, uh, they're like, can you believe this high school sophomore is a fucking virgin and lit the candle? He better be like, a fucking virgin. Yeah. That's he crazy. better be one. That's crazy. <laughs> Gonzo is trapped in room 999 and faces, faces his biggest fear that no one will like him if he does not do dangerous stunts. Gonzo this starts so to turn sweet. old as his reflection taunts him. I was going to say the exact... It was sweet for what it wound up being, but it was heartbreaking. He has depths, Gonzo. Him. I was and- really surprised at how quickly it was resolved. That he was like, wait, my friends are all calling for me and they want me to do this. And mm-hmm. Gonzo is literally mm-hmm. saying, like, Gonzo wants to do crazy things and we just want him to hang out with us and be normal. Mm-hmm. And like, he was like, wait. They love me anyway. But he was smart because he also was like, oh, all I have to do here is face my fear. And he is so (laughs) self-aware where he's like, oh, okay, I'm scared of my friends not liking me. And I'm blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And if only we could all do that. But, you know, it's hard. It's like, even... Right, like, he literally pulls out and he says, like, oh, okay, I'm now realizing... Mm -hmm. That I have, I'm afraid of this, that, and this, you know? Versus, like, I'll have, like... This is very, there's no place like home, but, like, briefly. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, I had a heart this whole time. It's funny that none of us can remember exactly what was said. I just remember like his... exactly His, it, his like, nose looked like a stocking mm-hmm. that was stuffed. Like, you know, like, an onion. Like, <laughs> if it's, like, kind of stuck to the the, like plant itself you know yeah. but you break it off and it's got like a you look like an onion yeah he he looked it was a little frightening and he didn't necessarily look like himself either and honestly he hasn't aged very much since the 70s and to like speed his age up like that i'm like don't worry Gonzo. this oh is like a hundred years no. from now like you're fine so it was really uh, cute and lisa mentioned it as well when he went to go open the door to room 999 and his little paw like <gasps> oh, see a baby paw and it's like the quality is so good you could see like yeah. all the fuzzies mm-hmm. on his hand it was very Versus very we're watching cute. these episodes from the 70s and they're he's like maddie and like yeah. he just looks like a mangy monster. he looks yeah. like he looks like jim henson accidentally sat on him in the car and just like <laughs> went like this and then just dusted him off it. it's fine so Gonzo realizes that he can be great by just being Gonzo, and the room de-ages and releases him. <laughs> I really thought that that, con- I don't know, this thing was kind of perfectly timed, where I'm like, oh, I wish it was, like, more in-depth. No, this was perfect. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. It was short and sweet. This it whole was. thing was short and sweet. It did not need to be longer than an but hour. But we didn't talk about even the ending after this, because he meets Will Arnett in the main room, 
and Doug's getting into it right now, yeah. so read it off. The host congratulates Gonzo for facing his fears and tells him that he is free to go so long as he can make it out by sunrise. After realizing that Pepe is in trouble, Gonzo refuses to leave without him. I I also love that about Gonzo. Gonzo's the only one who honestly is like a through and through like good Muppet. Mm-hmm. I think he's the most well-rounded of the whole... Alright, I would say that, and I'm not a big Kermit fan, mm-hmm. but... I do have to say, I guess, like, New Age Kermit is, like, very kind and loving because he literally told Gonzo, like, I love you and you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty darn cool. Versus him, like, I don't know, kind of being a dickhead. Kermit is fully a dickhead in the 70s where Um, he is sick, he calls out of work, and then shows up because he's like, No one can do this but me. I'm the only one who can handle it. I do have to admit, I wanted, I did miss Kermit's sort of, like, being the person to move everything along. Yeah, yeah. Because Fozzie needs Kermit, apparently, to have any form mm. of confidence, but anyway. Moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> Poor I Caitlin. I don't like Kermit. No one does. Why don't you like Kermit, though? I just don't. Or Piggy you don't like either, right? I don't I like Piggy either. That. That's... I had a slap piggy. Most be- of my I mean, favorite ones Lisa. are the ones with like no speaking. <laughs> They're the just ones cute. that are like unintelligible. Yeah, and just... speaker is my favorite, uh-huh. and then Swedish Chef can't really understand what he's saying, no. and then followed by animal. Animal, yeah. I think the the actual. I think I think, f- think Fozzie Bear is, is sweet. Fozzie, I think he has means potential. well. If he was, like, at the house and, like, Pepe was left behind, I think he'd go back. Mm-hmm. I think he would. He probably would, but That's honestly, he would get through the mansion by, like, tripping over himself, also luck, mm-hmm. and accidental mm-hmm. situations. You know what I did hate about this episode? And I, I, I mean, at this episode, this movie... Um, it was barely a movie, let's be real. <laughs> it was short enough to it be It was like, like an episode. <laughs> a long episode. Yeah. But when he was trying to get into the attic and he fell down into that abyss, that like monster or whatever, I, it looked so cheesy compared to the rest of the film. Yeah, it was like very animated yeah. and not, I don't know. Like I thought the rest of the film was like... Really well done. They played you know? with scale in, like, an unrealistic way. They did seem to, like, hinge too hard on special effects. Yeah. Versus, like, we're watching these episodes where it's, like, it's all, it's literally smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Like, on the old Muppet we show. We talked about as soon as uh, Will Arnett opens the door that the the flame on the uh, candelabra was CGI. I don't, it was yeah, like, I don't know why. And it was in a fully lit room. Yeah. So, like, I know the candelabra comes into play later, yeah, like, right. I understand, like, it's floating, it's probably yeah. easier, but you could tell that those flames were fake. Yes. And it didn't seem to... But some of the other parts were so well done. Like, mm-hmm. I thought the the song and dance, like, when they were in the room all together were, like, Kermit's ghosts and stuff like that, and they were transitioning from the different parts of that room. Yeah. was so awesome. And then to go to, like, a cheesy monster that really plays zero part in it. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... Well, the, it, it stays true to the yeah, Muppet show, that. where they just have filler, and they're like, wait, what do we do here? Let's uh-huh. just throw sure. some bullshit on it. We just watched an episode where they needed a monster to sit at a counter in a diner. 
Uh-huh. And, and that, that monster's name is Luncheon Counter Monster. That's his name. Okay. He's Put the monster who sits at the it. luncheon counter. That was a bad episode. So if I had to guess, I would say that was the stairwell hole monster big, mouth. Big like, mouth yeah. monster. Fully. <laughs> Wait till you see big. Dune and a sandworm mouth comes up. It was basically a sandworm yeah. mouth. He's not wrong. Gonzo is able to find Pepe and stop the wedding. The pair just... Wait, can we just talk about Pepe and how he was like... He got so enamored when he was called a jumbo prawn. Mm -hmm. Like, he was like literally shaking. He was like, she called me jumbo. But she was also hypnotizing him. Oh. But Pepe is a sex pest. He always does... All that he does is he like... Fucking follows And he has around. a Spanish, like, he has like that, like sort of like Mexican ish accent. Uh-huh. That's a big, that's a, like a stereotype. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. They mentioned that, like, either speaking Spanish or him being Spanish a lot. Uh-huh. Well, it's and a I'm love like, language. It's not that. I mean, the fact that it just brought up a lot. I've never heard them talk about his Spanish yeah. speaking before like that. Yeah, like, weird. Will Arnett brought it up, and then what's her Taraji face brought it up? Yeah, she brought it up a bunch. It was just, like, very weird. Well, I almost also feel like, okay, so they're normalizing speaking Spanish in a show. I mean, Amer- all Americans... Maybe I'm just jaded. If it's that, wonderful. I wish we all yeah. learned Spanish, like... I feel yeah. like we should have all learned Spanish. And okay. and French, too, but, like, all Spanish. Duolingo. Mm-hmm. The host meets him at the gate, revealing himself to be the great MacGuffin, who is impressed that Gonzo was willing to do what he could not, face his fears. The hearse driver picks them up, and Kermit calls, asking to meet the pair for breakfast. So, do you guys know what the translation of MacGuffin is? No. Mm-mm. Have you ever heard of that expression, a MacGuffin? No. So, here is the actual definition of a MacGuffin. An object, event, or character in a film or story that serves to set and keep the plot in motion, despite usually usually lacking intrinsic importance. That's hilarious. Weird. Did you just happen to Google that? I knew that MacGuffin was like a film term. But I did not remember exactly what it was. And I was like, that fucking dude's name is MacGuffin. I love that. So that's like, exactly that's, what he did. And that is yeah. very Muppet to oh, call a character so MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Kermit comments that Gonzo and Pepe should bring their friends along. Gonzo and Pepe turn to see the hitchhiking ghosts behind them. The hitchhiking ghosts are also a um, famous... Um, what the fuck do you call that? A famous haunted mansion thing. I want them to make Sesame Street that. and the Muppets more. Like, why wasn't Big Bird at the party? Because HBO owns them. But they're all but they're made from up at studio though, right? Yeah, I don't know how that works, but HBO owns Sesame Street. We were just talking about this the other day about how it's weird for like anybody to own the rights to like Marilyn Monroe. Like it's yeah. just weird that you're like yeah. Oh, was it Yeah, it was you our podcast because about. I have worked on a lot of licensing. Yes. You know, and right now in my career I'm working on some licensing, but I'm actually also partnering with celebrities, which is very different than licensing. Um, mm. But, yeah. It's a bummer that Strange. HBO owns the Who are these? Sesame these are Street. The, these are the Hitchhiking Ghosts. They're clay. It's a bummer that HBO or Warner Brothers owns Sesame Street. 
and like they do first run on HBO Max and on HBO, mm-hmm. and then like PBS gets the scraps like a couple years later in their contract. Oh, yeah. But it's cool that like Sesame Street is able to still be funded. You know, it's a weird split. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like something that was ever created to be owned by any one person. It's like person. Old Navy and the Gap. Yeah. And Banana Republic. Like, the whole idea of Sesame Street was and that it would be owned by the people. I don't know who Banana Republic is in the mix, but I would say Old Navy is Sesame Street. Because... Well, I, I think the Gap is Sesame Street. I have to agree with that. Really? A strong, yeah. yeah, a stronger brand that's, like, kept its integrity. You're right, you're right. Versus Old Navy, like, mm-hmm. keeps, re, like, relaunching itself. You're right, you're Old right. Old Navy has more of a fast fashion. The Gap? the Muppets are fast fashion. Yeah, but the Gap almost went out of business. Yeah. That's why I said Old Navy, because well, Old Sesame Navy... Well, Street almost yeah. went out of business. Oh, okay, so they are, like, the Gap. Yeah. But the Gap is now saved, and thank God for Kanye West, I guess, but, uh... You know, the Gap actually got rid of, for a little while, their creative director, and they used computer isn't data. Name, isn't his name no longer Kanye West? Isn't it just... The artist formerly known as? Yeah, isn't he just Yay? Oh, I don't know. Or whatever. I can't. I don't know. I can't, I can't keep up with Kanye I don't know if that's actually true. I've just seen it a bunch on, like, Twitter. I saw that scary mask he was wearing the other day. I did not. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh wait! Like the he was, real, he was pulling weird, the um that Donald Glover character. Did you guys no the I think you should leave character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys listen to his new album? Mm-mm. No, I did not appreciate it. I have to tell you, it was like okay, but it wasn't great. But I love. I am a fan of Kanye West's music. Like I have a lot of his albums, uh-huh. and I really enjoy a lot of his music. But did I like this album? Nah. I don't follow me nah, with that. I didn't add it to my iPod. You, you won't even click that plus button? Mm. No. Nope. It's not great? No. Nope. Not great. So a lot of like our favorites were here. Who was your favorite Muppet that you saw that like showed up? Gonzo. It was just oh, Gonzo. Oh, besides Gonzo? Well, like in general. Fully Gonzo. Whoever you want. It was just fully that it was a Gonzo movie? Yeah. Okay. Kaylin? I like Bobo. I like his scrunched face. Bobo the bear is a very weird... That's why I like him. He's like a bear person, but he's got the real, like, not the real eyes, but he's got the, the He's dot like eyes, Smokey you know? the Bear, but, but like... he's got a scrunched face in the front, too. Yeah. Like, all of his stuff comes to the front. Without that. I don't know, he's just a weirdo, and I like him. He first appeared on The Muppets Tonight, which is a, an attempt in the 90s to reboot The Muppet Show. So many attempts. And I have to tell you, this isn't holding up because in the 90s, Old Navy was huge with their tech vests. Mm-hmm. Old Navy Grace was probably like the most popular in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't watched any of the 90s movies. No, Muppets I from Space, Muppets Treasure Island. No, I haven't. I haven't watched any there of them. There was weird attempts to, right. they, to like, be the tech vest. I'm trying to full, I'm trying to like continue this analogy. I don't know if it's, it's panning uh-huh. out. But like... I like what, where you're started. We're yeah. in a good area, but I don't know. <laughs> Big Bird old. is that navy sweater with just the gap written across it in the varsity letters. That's Big Bird. Man, who's you know the Gap used to sell Levi jeans. Oh my God. They used to not have their own jeans. Sam yeah, in the seventies. Eagle 70s. is definitely the American flag. Oh, the the, the Fourth of yeah. July shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam the Eagle is the <laughs> annual Fourth of July shirts that are just a flag. Yep. So, what was your favorite character? I think I really loved the Beaker and Bunsen. Um, oh yeah, that was cameo. Great. That was really funny. And then 
Beaker meeped something, and then Bunsen said that they were that was their cameo due to budget cuts. Yeah, that was all they could afford. I loved that. I also kind of liked Miss Piggy in the in the gl- crystal ball. in the crystal mm. ball. Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny, and the fact that you and Lisa both were like, "I don't like Miss Piggy," and I, I wanted to like be like Lisa. Mm-hmm. I identify as Miss Piggy. Madame so. Pagoda, a that play on Madame so Leota. Funny. I would say on Miss Piggy meets Fozzie. I get that, like Miss Piggy, like really truly is like a good Muppet. Like, is she though? Deep down, I think she, she just is. has good hair. You know, I was gonna comment on that because I like that her hair at the Halloween party was like updated, but like nice. You know what I mean? It wasn't like tight curls. It was like a loose wave, and I was like, all right, she's keeping on trend here. But. I just don't like her. I can't relate to her straightness where she's, like, obsessed with Kermit. I'd be moving on. (laughs) That fucking cisgender thing. Yeah. (laughs) What a cis hetero. Well, thank you for joining us, Kaylin. Oh, I joined you? Oh, no, 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 no. I think I joined you guys on your eekery. I think Doug joined us. I can't tell. I thought this was The Muppet Show. And I thought this was the Eagry Witching Hour. So it's both things. So then, how do we end this? (laughs) You tell us where to find the shop. The Geekery... Is a comic book store. Is a comic book store that can be found at 19 Little Street in Madawan, New Jersey. The Geekery can be found online at the Geekery NJ. And the Muppet (laughs) Show can be found at... She never does this part. I don't do this part. (laughs) WTM. And thanks for the gumball, Kermie.